Palace Audio. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Vikings! Your Minnesota Vikings! Skull, baby! Skull! Shenanigans. We are shenanigan live. Wait, hold on. Check. One. (laughs) Check for me, Brandon. One, One, two, check it. All right. I think we're golden. Check it. One, two. All right. A special edition of Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. And BJ is... Calling in remotely from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. What are you doing That's there, man? Right. Oh, skiing. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're here playing music. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, doing yeah. shows all week long. You've been there since Monday, huh? Today's Friday, yep. February whatever, 18th. Is that right? Yeah, it is. How yep. was your Valentine's Day? It was awesome. I spent it here. Um, Plenty of people around. <laughs> it was super busy on Monday night uh, at the bar that we're playing at, the Million Dollar Cowboy. It was cool. It nice. was a lot of fun. There's a lot of famous people around there, I think. There is. Uh, it seems like, uh, I think the last time we were here, we played here once before, and I think it was, was it, um, what's that dude, uh, what's that movie, The Dirt? What's that band? Molly Crew. Oh, Molly yeah. Crew. Nikki Six. Nikki Six was here. He lives here. That's and awesome. So we're eating. We're at a barbecue joint, and him and his family were just sitting by us eating. And we were all too chicken shit to go over and say hi. Come but on, yeah. man! It's Nikki Six. You just walk up and be like, "Got any heroin?" I'm just kidding. Don't do that. We immediately <laughs> regretted it. We immediately like we walked out and we were like, "Why didn't one of us just stop and say, hey, man, you Nikki Six? Thank you so much.' You know? Yeah. I don't know. They for just, doing what you do. Yeah. Thanks they, for making all of our girlfriends and wives jealous. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, like, that's what they think the life is like on the road. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we have a lot to uncap. Because I didn't think we were going to do a podcast this week because you were gone, but I appreciate you calling in. Um, obviously, yeah, we have a new coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell. Yep. The Rams' mm-hmm. Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator coach is now our head coach. He seems to be really, really excited. And uh, yeah. I did not watch the introductory press conference yesterday. I feel like a terrible fan, but I was busy all day, so I didn't get a chance to. But you said you did get a chance to watch it. I've heard, I've read about it. Yeah, he's very yep. energetic. He's very excited. Um, you know, that's kind of different from Mike Zimmer because he was kind of just like the same monotone guy other than him getting mad and upset every now and then, <laughs> you know? Right. But he see, you know, Kevin O'Connell seems to be like, you know, he's got this presence about him and that smile, man, that smile yeah. sucks me in. I'm like, oh man, I want to know this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He does. It does seem like he has that kind of personality where you, you kind of want to work hard for him and you kind of want to be around him. You yeah. know, I don't know. He just, just by his look, his demeanor, uh, his the little bit of personality I know, you know what I mean? I've seen, I don't know the dude, but right. from what I, I watched a little bit of the press conference and what I took from it was, it sounds like they didn't say a hundred percent guarantee, but they did say that they'll probably be building around Kirk cousins. They didn't, they didn't really mention anything about the salary cap or his, you know, $45 million due contract or yeah. anything like that. They also mentioned, you know, they essentially kind of put out there that they've like, we've got a really good team, so let's just go with this. Let's try to keep it image. together as much as possible, yep. which we've talked about, which makes the most sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only yep. thing that I'm worried about is our salary cap, which I, and I've also kind of read into that, and it could be rumors, I don't know, but that Kirk Cousins is not interested in reconstructing his deal for a team friendly deal. 
um, you know, which is kind of, I don't know, off-putting, but I don't know if that's real yeah. or not. But I have read that, that he's not interested in doing that, and I think that that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want right. to win, man, like, you already make well, millions of dollars. You don't need any more right. millions of dollars, all right? Well, but I, and I wonder, too, I mean, put yourself in – Kirk Cousins cleats or put yourself in his, you know, minivan. Sure. And yeah. be like, and be, and be like, <laughs> and, be like and, and think about it like, okay, he, he puts up a lot of stats. He's been, and I'm think, trying to think of this as if I'm Kirk Cousins cruising around in the van. Right. But it's like, it's like, I, I put up a lot of numbers. I think I have a lot to offer. I don't want to sell myself short. I've been screwed by coaching or lack of, you know, team uh, or lack of like, teammates and things like that that it's not gotten me very far sure i can never get too far like this last year i mean last two years offensively he's kicked ass yeah but defensively our team has just allowed us to lose games yeah so it's not kirk cousins fault no you know and, I, I mean? and i'm but with yet, that but i mean i guess for, yet, me, for some reason it falls on him you yeah. know well he's so the I quarterback wonder, of the team so I of course if that's why he's not willing to restructure his contract he's like no i'm I'm worth every bit as much money as as Aaron Rodgers or anybody else. Yeah, and I and I maybe I, that's what he's thinking. And I can totally understand that, and I can agree with that to a certain extent. But you know, Tom Brady never thought that way. But I don't care, man. Well, whatever. Yeah. It, like Kirk Cousins, obviously, we agree that it's, it's our best option going forward. Yeah. Uh, unless there's some way, shape, or form we can get Deshaun Watson, who has said that our our team is something that he's interested in. But at the same time, taking on that baggage. Uh, yeah. is a whole nother story. You know what I mean? Well, so, well, and here's another thing I just seen. Uh, I was just watching a highlight thing uh, from Good Morning Football, and they were showing the top four, I think, big uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson's right below Kirk Cousins. He's due $40 million. Oh, wow. So, I mean, is there really much of a difference there to lose just $5 million no. to get Deshaun Watson over Kirk Cousins? I mean, you're not – is Deshaun Watson better? Maybe. I don't I mean, know. He's mobile. He's, he's gotta, younger. He's, he's, he's younger. You know. He didn't uh, play last year at all, which is something to, to worry about a little bit as well. Yeah, either you know? worry or be thankful because he's healthier. Or right? Are you not, in football shape? You know, has he been practicing? Yep. Has he been working out? Has he been keeping up on his? You know, all that stuff is something to think I about. Do, I do think Deshaun Watson's a really good quarterback, but it's like now all of a sudden you're not really getting yourself financially anywhere different no so what's the point you know i mean either one of those quarterbacks are going to have to restructure their deal well and and good thing about our new regime and questy just being an analytics and numbers guy he's going to figure it out i have full faith in him and this coaching staff that they put together i'm really excited about having ed donatel on as our defensive coordinator um also we uh hired assistant head coach mike patine which I don't know, man. You can read into some things about him that's kind of just iffy, but at the same time, you know, it's good to have somebody that's, uh, you know, experienced in the head coaching realm to help a new head coach, you know, that's never been a head coach ever before. Um, I was looking at uh, Sean McVay's coaching tree uh, under his staff, and every there's so many of them that are head coaches right now. Zach Taylor, of course, Super Bowl losing coach, but he was a Super Bowl coach. Uh, You got your coach from the Chargers. He was under Sean McVay. Uh, and there was a couple others, and like now they're all head coaches, and they've been successful. So I think uh, we we got we got a good hire, and I'm really excited for the future and uh, what we can you know what we can put together as a team and see how they handle yep. the salary cap and how they handle free agency and how they handle the draft. I mean, it's it's a new regime, so I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm super excited too. It's gonna it be great. Be, it, it is. It's gonna be. 
it's everything we were hoping for, right? right? It's 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 something new. It's different. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, over the off season, we'll see what happens when we start playing games. Yep. But it's not going to be the same old same. I think the first podcast we had after our very first game, I was like, "Damn, here we go again." It's yeah, the it's, same the same shit. Same it's the same shit. Same shit. I mean, years. nothing's freaking changed. It's it's the same shit from last year. Yep. And it's like, and the year before, it's like, we're just going to be middle of the road again. Here we go. Well, stupid offensive plays, poor clock management or whatever. Yep. And it's like, what, what is the deal here? Yep. You know? Yep. So we have something to look forward to because it's going to be a completely revamped team and we're going to be, you know, yep. it'll be exciting to see our transition from a, you know, four, three defense into a three, four defense and uh, see how everybody does that. Just a difference in our offense in general. I do hope that Kevin O'Connell does keep the zone running scheme in some sense, because that's been very successful for Dalvin cook. If he can stay healthy, you know what I mean? So I hope he keeps some of that into the new offense that they tried to instill. Um, So it'll be exciting to watch. So it's uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be weird. I mean, You've got Hunter, you got Barr. Yeah, and I uh, think honestly, that, you know, Daniel Hunter only playing seven games out of thirty something. I think that that's something that we need to move on from. Honestly, if we can trade or, and get something for him, that would be good. Yeah, or because he's only played seven games, you know, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah, he's a beast when he's in there. Crazy, but you can't pay him. Nobody's going to pay him. No, right? You know, because unless somebody's crazy, and because. He's always had health issues, so that nobody's going to pay him. So maybe you can get him at a bargain. You know, he's familiar. He doesn't want to leave. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's excited uh, about the new head coaches too. You know, yeah. and, he's willing to work hard for cheap, and, and and you know, for him, you put yourself in his cleats. Then it's like, well, hey, let me let me stay here for a year, maybe to prove myself, not be injured, and then I'll go make my money. You know right. what I mean? Because he's got to he's got to prove it. Yep, I agree. I agree. So let's uh, recap the Super Bowl because I have kind of a sour taste in my mouth. It wasn't a spectacular game by any means. I think a lot of nerves played into the the, the fact, but um, I don't know, man. You, I told you that I was kind of like iffy and I was 50-50 and I didn't necessarily care who won and then I decided to go with the Bengals and that's who I really wanted to win. I just felt like it was a yeah. better story. Honestly, man, and I probably will get a lot of flack for this, but honestly, I don't really care, but I just feel like the Rams, they bought that Super Bowl. I felt like they didn't do it in the right way. I don't know, man. And I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. I really am. But, uh, like, I don't know. It's just that whole thing just gives me a grimy feel, especially with how the game played out and how the Bengals had a chance to win that game. And two questionable play calls at the end of the game that really upset me. It's third and one. You have however many seconds left on the clock. You're you're moving down the field. Third and one, you have Joe Mixon who is your top five running back in the league, is a beast and you hand the ball off to your second or third string guy that I've never heard of in my life. He gets stopped and I'm like, what are you doing? And then it's fourth and one and of course Aaron Donald goes to work. Now, <laughs> What's crazy about that is because if you watch that replay, if Joe had one more second or if he was able to dodge Aaron in a sense where he was able to step up in the pocket, Jalen Ramsey was on his face and Jamar Chase was wide open for the touchdown. It would have been game 
over. And I'm just yeah. like, what is going on? I just felt disgusted by it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know why. I can't even put my finger on it. I just feel like the Rams didn't do it the right way. I just feel like they were just... I don't know. And they're not going to be a team. They're not going to be a dynasty, you know, because they put all their money and all their eggs in one basket. And congratulations to them. They accomplished the goal of what they set out to. They won the Super Bowl. Sean McVay, cool. But now what are you going to do with all these players? You know what I mean? Like all the salary cap. I'm sure that's going to be an issue. You're not going to be able to keep all these people. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, my my, I go a little bit different. I first, I remember you being so hard up on the Bengals. You had a Joe Burrow boner for like a while. I do, and <laughs> I still will for the future. I will. Yeah. <laughs> no, but and I and I remember you picked Bengals. I picked Rams. But uh, but honestly, we were both kind of fifty fifty. Yeah, it's like look, there's there's positives to both wins. Yeah. Um. I at first I kind of do agree with you on the Rams buying this victory, buying this Super Bowl. You know, it was something that that they. They've got all these A-list players all over, older yeah. guys, yep. you know, and it's, but at the same token, you know, when you look at it, it's like Von Miller, he's a, he's a Super Bowl champ coming into this team yep. and the Broncos weren't going nowhere. And it's like, geez, you wonder, is Von Miller going to hang up the cleats? Is he going to done? Cause he's just kind of like the only main guy on this team that's really carrying the team. And then all of a sudden he's on the Rams. It's like, wow. You know, uh, then you got Odell. Yeah, attitude, no attitude. What the hell's going on on the Browns? Doesn't want to play something. Who knows? Whatever's going on there. All of a sudden, he's on the Rams. Seems to be doing just fine. Yeah, you know, and uh, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, wasn't he on the? He uh, he was on the Jaguars, man. I mean, yeah, the Jags when they killed it. And attitude and had nothing but problems. He's still, you know, he's still a little pompous. He's still a little wild, but but yet they keep it in check. Yeah, here he is on this team. So in a way, you kind of look at it, and it's like, you know, yeah, it was a little bit bought and paid for. Or is it that they're willing to work with guys, they they have a better philosophy or a better way of handling dudes that can play really well and have attitudes, yeah, and they can they can kind of tame them. Well, you know, look, man, if you want to win, you've got to act a certain way, and yeah, and this is how we're going to have to do this. Otherwise, well, winning takes care of anything. You know what I mean? Like no matter your if your attitude or if you're a diva or whatever the case is, man, nobody's going to say anything when you're winning. Nobody. And the Rams, they did it. They won. I don't know why I have such a sour taste in my mouth. I just don't. I'm just. I don't like it, man. It just to me, it felt like. The Bengals would yeah. have been a better story for me personally. Well, and I I thought the game was actually decent. I was at a at a friend's party. It was we were it was a you know about 50 percent of the people watching the game, fifty percent just chatting and having a good time. So it wasn't like I was sitting there ingrained on the game. Uh, I was enjoying company as well. But from what a little bit I seen, I thought it was a pretty decent game. I mean, it came down to that fourth and one. Yeah, you know and. Isn't that what we love about football is you look back at it just like you described earlier, and it's like if Joe would have had a split second longer, if he would have had, you know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Every game, you know, it's, it's a game good of inches. that the Super Bowl came down to that. It's yep. good that it come down to that. Yeah. I mean, if he would have slipped out of Aaron Donald's grasp, Aaron Donald wouldn't have gotten a ring. Right. And then, you know, because he would have made that Joe Burrow would have made that throw. Yeah. And we know that yep. they're they're good enough players that Bengals are a good enough team. That would have happened. Yeah. You know, and it, it, also there were some calls that were weird both ways. 
like that that long bangle touchdown where he totally face masked the defender yeah. to get the ball. I mean, but whatever, right? They miss it. That's pay. They're well, all, and that's why they know. made up with that uh, that hold call at the uh, yeah. on that final drive for the Rams. So I mean, yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. was definitely tick for tack there because it was like that really wasn't to, to, for me. It's, and that's what's weird about football, right? We talked about it this year too. Is the refing how they can kind of change a game? It seems like. Yeah. Are they doing it on purpose? They or do they, make up calls all they, the time. Are they seeing things that they're, you know, they see this, they don't see that, you know, yep. whatever. I don't know. You know, from us, a viewer, we've got cameras on every freaking thing inside their stadium. You've got dudes standing all over. Right. We're about one or two seasons away from every NFL player having a 360 camera on top of their helmet. I bet and you. It's like, <laughs> You're <laughs> right? probably right. But it, and it's like, you know, that's we, we at home get the best view. Think about yourself as a ref out there. You can't see. Yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. And live action but, speed, man. That it, things happen yeah. so fast. So I totally understand that. Which is but big. It is weird from home going. Wow. Yeah. It begs the question. It, yeah. Exactly. But it, it's very blatant. You can see it. Which is why I'm going to turn into this because it begs the question. We have all of this technology, all of these cameras, and all of these things. When is it going to turn into where? The cameras make the decision, or the refs aren't even on the field. They are just literally yeah. in the skybox watching all these cameras, and then they're like, oh, there's a holding call, or there's a false start, or there's a pass interference, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like when know. is technology going to take over it versus human error? You know what I mean? Because there's so much yeah. money on these games and so many people, I bet people lose their lives over betting on games. You know what I mean? Whether it's through the mafia or they just kill themselves because they lost so much money. You know what I mean? So it's like concrete shoes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think that that has to be talked about at some point. Like, we have all these views and cameras and stuff. When is that going to be something that we instill more of where it takes human error out of it? I don't know. I think we're a long ways away from not having refs on the field. But I think we're really close to having, you know, mothership look down on a camera. They throw a flag and then they because they already kind of do that. Right. You know, they'll instantly over overroll or overturn a rule or whatever. Yeah. A yeah, flag, yeah. Yeah. A penalty. And they instantly and they'll say no or yep. Now, what blows my mind is how they don't. Uh, I go both ways. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, with, like, the, for instance, I'm using that face mask thing as a as an example, but. You know, when he face masked him, that's a that's a penalty, you know. Yeah. And they shouldn't have got away with it, but nobody called it. But are we gonna get to the point where, you know, they start calling it? Because you obviously seen it on the camera, so they're like the guy, you know, there's a machine that throws a flag or there's a dude sitting there with a headset on and his job is to just throw a flag for the camera people, you know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I don't know. But it's like it, it, but it's at the same token, let them play. Right. You know, playing sports like we play half the time sometimes you win games on our level like softball or flag football or whatever sport you're out playing sometimes you win games because refs miss calls yeah. you know and, and that's yep. you're the beneficiary of that yeah and, and sometimes the Bengals you're... almost were the beneficiary of that too yeah you know yep. and that's the reality of sports you yep. go play high school baseball basketball football doesn't matter sometimes you're the beneficiary of a bad call yeah you know and and so it's an element of the game. Yeah. Is it a good they, one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. know. We don't we don't know what the answer is because we talked about the refs so much this year during this podcast this season. You know, there, we still don't really know what the answers are, but you know, maybe refs being held, uh, you know, more accountable for their 
yeah. hairs, you know, and, you know, accidents happen and mistakes happen. I'm sure they're not, I mean, unless they're out there blatantly doing it and it's proven, you know what I mean? Like, you should be fired yeah. probably. But I don't know. It was a good game. Great halftime yeah. show. I know a lot of people hated it. I loved it. I know a yeah. lot of people loved it too. I think it was great. It was different. I thought it was good. Brought back some nostalgia best, from best the early two thousands, you know, fifty cents showing up and <laughs> Anderson yeah. Pack down there playing drums, which was awesome. And then, you know That was cool. Did you see Eminem kneeling and all these people were like freaking out about it? Like, okay, come on. First of yeah. all, he told you his knees were weak and his arms were heavy. All right. Third yeah. of all, <laughs> third of all, it didn't have anything to do with the national anthem. The national anthem wasn't even playing. So why do you care if he's taking a knee? Like, I don't right. get it. Maybe he was just tired. He was, or maybe, you know, he is old. He maybe he was yeah. about to throw up from the anxiety of performing at the damn Super Bowl. I don't right. know. Well, I mean, <laughs> he had spaghetti on his sweater already. Yeah, no, exactly. somebody said. <laughs> Somebody said he he was kneeling for what what's one of the rappers or one of their buddies that died or whatever. Somebody said because they said that Dr. Dre was playing an intro to to uh oh my gosh Tupac. Oh. He was playing an intro to one of Tupac's song on the piano, and that's when Eminem kneeled. Yeah, or one of the times. He so kneeled. honestly, we have no idea why the... he kneeled and who cares. I don't even understand like why people yeah, even either. care about it. like if. It, 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 I, I can understand the whole argument because that whole thing, which you don't see anymore, people taking a knee during the national anthem. That was the whole argument. Who cares yeah. if he's taking a knee during a damn Dr. Dre song? What does it matter? Why do you even care? Yep. <laughs> I don't get it. People. Are I mean, my way in on the whole halftime show is I thought it was good. It was cool. It hit. It really hit hard or in a good way with like our era of of age group. Yeah, yeah. Right. I could say older and maybe even younger didn't like it, but I honestly think a lot of younger guys liked it too. But but is it the best of all time? I'd say no. no. I mean, to be honest with you, I think uh, like Prince. Prince. I mean, that's going to be hard to beat. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Even yep. what's her name? Uh, Lady uh, Gaga. Lady no. Gaga did a good job. But who's the girl that? Remember, she got the even the shark in her situation got a lot of. They had the shark that didn't know the dance routine. It was oh, Katy Perry? Was it Katy Perry? Katy Perry? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily dig her music, but the antics of the show and how big it was and just crazy, that was cool. That's what I expect out of a out of a halftime show. It's just outrageous or, you know, you've got to be a, a, that, a, that level of a star to me to be like Dr. Dre in that group. That's the kind of stuff I want to see at a football halftime. Yeah, it's awesome. To be honest, a lot of people are like, and this is going to be weird, a lot of people are like, get George Strait in there. To yeah, me, 90s country. Man. Well, yeah, I, mean, I do too, because like, like it would be boring. Strait, but I mean, I want to see, I want to see, uh, not that George Strait would, it's just that I guess. I go. I, like I know exactly what like you're Metallica saying. Or, or multiple bands, or, or, or you know what I mean? Like like it's a genre yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe when I look at a Super Bowl halftime show, I want it to be more than just, George Strait would be pretty amazing, but you're only pertaining to, a percentage of the world, you know, right. grab somebody like, like a Garth Brooks. Garth even. Brooks I mean, would be he, huge. Yeah. Like what if they he, just he did like a nineties, like a nineties country thing, right? You got George Strait, you got yeah. Alan Jackson, you got Shania Twain, you got yeah. Garth Brooks, yeah. and, you know, that would be cool. But yep. at the same time, I would hate it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that's just it though. Is that, I mean, like I listen to country music and I love Dr. Dre and their, those guys' music. You know what I mean? I'm a country guy. You're not. Right. So when it comes to a halftime show, how do you how do you entertain the mass as a whole? Who do you bring in 
how do you cross those genres to make kind of everybody kind of happy? Right. I mean, not everybody's going to be happy. Not everybody's it seems gonna like happy. nowadays everybody just wants to bitch. But that's it's right. Like how do you how do you how do you make something that it's like, hey, that was pretty cool, you know? Right. Right. I don't know. But... Like George Strait and Metallica. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Why not? Check yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, here we are. I, I think this is the final podcast for this season, obviously, since the Super Bowl is over. Uh, but we have, you know, free agency to look forward to. And I think we're going to probably drop this down, this podcast down to probably maybe a couple times a month as things yep. get because it's going to get quiet in the football realm for a little bit. All the coaches have been hired. They're going to start working towards free agency, start working towards the draft. Uh, we won't probably hear a lot unless, you know, there's trades or something like that randomly. But again, you probably won't hear anything about that until it gets closer to the new league year, which is in March, which is when free agency starts. Um, and I'm excited for that. But I think that's like, what, mid-March, mid to late March, something around there. I'll have to look it up. But I think as that gets closer, that's when we do another podcast. And then after free agency and then we get closer to the draft, then we do another podcast. But it'll be kind of slim pickings as we get into the off season, yep. Um And then looking forward to next season. I think is going to be amazing. Uh, Mark Houston, you weren't here, but this week it was the day that we officially announced that Kevin O'Connell will be our head coach. He told me to write down our record on a piece of paper, and he was going to hold on to it. Uh, and you know what I wrote down? What'd you write? I wrote down twelve and five playoffs. That's what I wrote down. Now <laughs> I understand that's kind of like uh, that's pretty. It's, you know. it's pretty early on to, to make guesses, but I'm with you. That 11 or 12 victory kind of a season. Why not? If, uh, if for the most part, our team is intact, you know what I mean? We got yeah. healthy Cook, healthy Thielen, healthy Jefferson. Um, you know, everybody comes back. I, I Defensively, I, I think if you get somebody else in there and fires up the, you know, the, the old team or bring in a couple of key players that can – Revamp you know, that defense, yeah. yeah, things like that. Yeah, then I, I really think we've we've got a good team. I mean, it, on paper at the beginning of the year they were counting, they were like, "Hey, watch out for the Vikings, watch out for the," and then we just couldn't, you know, yeah, couldn't yeah. stay healthy for one. Mediocre. They say too. our defense sucks. Everybody dogs on the Vikings defense this last year, but what we chalked up maybe one to two games where we had uh, a high percentage of our starters out there. So it's it's really hard to say our defense sucks. I mean, right. you know. Yeah, we didn't even have our defensive ends playing for the last half of the season. Right. So I don't know. Well, but, you got to write down a yeah because he's going to make you do the same thing. So what's your record for next year? Um, I'm gonna go eleven and eleven and six. Eleven and six. That's pretty good. That should be good enough for a wild card spot in the playoff. Although I do think we win the division next year because Aaron Rodgers should be gone, and it would be our division to lose. I would assume that would be the case, unless the Packers do something crazy. But they have some crazy salary cap issues too. Uh, yep. The Lions will be on the rise. I don't know. I don't think the Bears. I think the Bears will still kind of just be the Bears until they figure it out, you know. Um, and they got a new regime coming in too, so we'll, that'll be interesting to see. Um, they've been calling the NFC North a really weak division, but I remember when it was pretty strong. You know, it was just a few years ago, and like it's been the Packers, yep. been the Packers, whatever. But I think we reclaim the North, twelve and five. And uh, we make a run in the playoffs. We win the Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I wish. I don't see why we can't. Right? I mean, how crazy would that be just a storyline of Kevin O'Connell going from Super Bowl winning team, starting his head coaching debut. I don't believe he's been a head coach before. No, he hasn't. Become a head coach, yep, and then goes to the Super Bowl with a new team. 
He and used all to, the all the Kirk haters are like, oh, I love Kirk Cousins. Yeah, what is the Super Bowl? Give us some pizza rants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell did uh, play quarterback for the New England Patriots. So just FYI. Boom. Interesting. All right, man. Well, that yeah. does it for, I guess this would be our conclusion of the 2021 NFL season and Vikings water cooler talk. When we crack the mic the next time, it will be season two. It will be looking forward to free agency and uh, just the ex- overall excitement as Vikings fans as a new regime comes into play and we'll get to see what happens, what's going to be different. It's going to be amazing. And me and Brandon will still be me and Brandon. <laughs> yep, I'm still holding down a water cooler. That's right. That's what we do. Brandon, I appreciate it. Have a great rest of uh, your shows there in Jackson Hole tonight Hello. and tomorrow night. I love you so much, and we'll see you when love you get you too, back man. to town. Skull Vikings, my friend. Skull! Skull! Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock up. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ is hosted by Mitchell Stafford, a.k.a. Stitch, and Brandon Jones, a.k.a. BJ. Produced by Mark Hewson, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio or audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. This was a Home Slice Podcast Network production.